Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Because if you actually Google this, which, you know, as a researcher, I did. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. And when you have the thought that sounds fun, you should immediately stop everything you're doing. Because there is almost never a time when the phrase that sounds fun ends up being fun a podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. So it's our job right now today to put an end to the overscheduled situation once and for all. Welcome to this week's podcast. This is Meg. This is Amy. And today we're talking about overscheduled kids. Do you have them and what to do about it? So first thing I want to talk about is are our kids overscheduled at all, because if you actually Google this, which you know, as a researcher, I did, actually one of it's the our fir- number one uh, research. It's our number one Googling. research. Yes, and it's available to everyone listening. Um, but when when I Googled overscheduled kids, as I did to prepare for this episode, one of the first things that that popped up as an autofill option was the overscheduled child myth. So at yes. least half, half of what's out there is writing saying this is completely a myth and they're not overscheduled, which I thought was interesting. Well, it's like that classic parenting debate where it went through the two arcs. The first arc being, oh my God, everyone panic. Our children are overscheduled. We're giving them you know, stress and heart disease at the age of six. This is the disaster. There was a big book, The Overscheduled Child. Everybody was sort of on this page of, oh no, children overscheduled disaster. And then it, of course, went through the second arc, which was a bunch of people writing, there's no such thing as the overscheduled child. This is a myth. And don't worry about it at all. Yeah. So I'm a little confused. But yeah. I mean, I think so it's I, our job right now today to we're gonna put get to an the- end to the overscheduled situation once and for all. As with many things that you and I discuss, I feel like today's kids are definitely more scheduled than we were, right? I mean, I had a lot of Barbie time after school, a lot. That is statistically true. I have a study if you'd like me to sign it. I'd love to hear about it. Um, Poll by Health America, 881 children surveyed, 78% wished they had more free time. In the 80s and 90s, after-school sports were taking up about 90 minutes a week for kids, and now it's more than three hours per week. So the the numbers are trending in the direction that everything 
is taking more of kids' time, which would be an argument for the fact that kids are overscheduled. Right. But on the other hand, you know, we lived in the halcyon days of going outside and playing until dinner time with, with your friend down the block. And our kids these days, some people are arguing, if they're not scheduled to have activities, are home eating chips and playing Xbox, which I can vouch uh, totally happens. Chez moi. And I do think, I do think that's part of, I know for myself that is part of keeping my kids scheduled. That the options I have made in my own head are go to gymnastics class or be home playing on the iPad. And that's something, I mean, it's not like the outdoor police at some point came around and said, no more children playing outside, go inside and play on iPads. That is something that we're setting up ourselves. Right. But it is something that our children will always choose if they have the option. So I think some of those, what was it, the 89% of kids said that they're too busy. They all want to be spending more time playing NBA 2K16. True. <laughs> but I still think they're probably too busy. I mean... Well, what do your kids do? Okay, so your kids, neither one of us have the high school overscheduled, I mean, starting a business and playing three varsity sports kind right, of Right, and opening an orphanage in Guatemala so they can get into an Ivy League college. Like right. that, that's a whole scene that neither one of us have entered into yet, thank God. I'm closer than you, but yes. Yeah, you're one year away. Like I'm you will be there. at that orphanage next month. So, so tell me, all right, so what are your kids? Your kids are younger than my mine, kids so your kids, four, tell me what do they do? Six and eight. And they are. I prided myself. I understood the whole thing of overscheduling. I prided myself on being someone who was not going to overschedule them. And they are borderline overscheduled now. <laughs> because the problem is you you don't see that one, one, two, three little things that each of them are doing. When you have three kids, suddenly your life is screaming at kids, get your shoes on, get in the car, we have somewhere else to be. And it snuck up on me, I will say. So my kids do, Monday, we have no activities. It's library day. We go to the library after school, we pick books, we come home, and we ignore the books, and they do it. <laughs> Tuesday, my son has horseback riding, which is somewhat of a therapeutic activity. So it's to help him work on like gross motor skills. So it's, it's an, it's, Technically, let's call it a therapy activity. Okay, and what do your other two kids do? Do you have to hire somebody to be with your kids so you can take no, your other kids? No, because I don't want to spend the, car? What do they do? the money on horseback riding lessons and a babysitter, and so they come with me. Okay. So their activity is sitting Mulching out the stalls. <laughs> and uh, reading books, which has, of course, devolved into like playing with Snapchat on my phone for an hour. But it started as reading books. See, there's a down... Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in the downside to overscheduling column is the other kids sitting around while you enable the one activity. Not that you shouldn't be doing it, just that that is a, a downside to having too much to do. For sure, or it's a whole a other chapter time. in the battle of screens versus unstructured play. Your Wednesdays are? Wednesdays are the kids have STEM after school, which like... Everyone is into STEM now, science, technology, wait a minute, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. It's a I new had program. To ask, I was, it was, STEM was one of those things, it, it, it was so embarrassing because I was so beyond the point where everybody already knew what it was and it was so embarrassing. I mean, I kind of knew it was math yeah, and but science, I'm but I didn't you, know what it stood for. Yeah, but I'm telling you out there, if you haven't heard the word STEM, it's coming for you. You're supposed to just pepper Everybody's your conversation with it. Everybody's into STEM. Yeah. Just say so it my a kids lot. are doing Talk STEM, about STEM a lot. of course. Because, of course, I made the overscheduling mistake of 
that sounds fun. And when you have the thought that sounds fun, you should immediately stop everything you're doing and reevaluate all your life choices because there is almost never a time when the phrase that sounds fun ends up being fun. Fully. I made that mistake. It might step. be fun for your kids, but not they for like you. It. Oh, so it's three to four after school. It, they're doing stop motion animation. It's, I'm going to say it's fun. Stop but motion that's animation another day is where totally we have great. After school. Stop motion animation can keep several kids busy for several hours. So setting up Lego guys and using an app on your phone. My, my kids have done that on yeah, that so like over Christmas vacation. Yeah, that hasn't happened for us yet. But they, they're older. doing it. Uh, Thursdays, welcome to Catholicism. It's CCD. Oh, yeah. Hour and a half of CCD after school. That's just, yeah. <laughs> then Velvet Thurs- handcuffs of Catholicism, yep. Yes, welcome to being a Catholic. It's CCD. Uh, then also on Thursday, my bigger guy has another therapeutic activity, which is a speech class, six o'clock at night. For that one, we do get a babysitter because it's, it's dinner, dinner time. time. Right. And, 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 like, and definitely on the downslide to bedtime for the four-year-old. Yeah, for sure. And then Friday, it's Boy Scouts. Both of my kids do Boy Scouts. It's only every other week. And Saturday and Sunday, soccer for both boys. And so we haven't even added my four-year-old to the mix. Who will, and, oh, I forgot, Thursday after school, the four-year-old has gymnastics. And so that's a pretty busy schedule. We have one free day. Monday is our free day. Yeah, well, that, that brings up a, a, a point for me that the overscheduling has really brought to bear, which is that for me, weekends are like weekdays, and Monday is a complete, um, you know, breath of fresh air, uh, Calgon take me away day, because the... Weekends with all three of my kids doing sports and ballet and travel sports, which I really did delay, delay for as long as I could. But you're in now. They suck. We're in. in. They're 13. They're 12. They 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 have by now sort of specialized into the thing that they want to do more than the others. We, my kids have three games in the weekend, and so anyway, this is this is nothing that almost anybody listening isn't dealing with if their kids are old enough and they have uh, several kids, but I don't really see my husband on the weekends. He's in Queens at the soccer game, and I'm in Brooklyn at the baseball game, and the guy who plays baseball has a double headers baseball. If anybody's listening and your kid hasn't picked a sport yet, I mean, I love baseball. I think it's a great sport, and it teaches a lot, but your kid, if they're any good, will play double headers on the weekend. That's eight hours to drive there, watch two games, and drive home. During which yeah, you have to figure so out, horrible. during which you have to figure out activities or babysitting or whatever for your other children, or leave them home to watch television, and you don't see your spouse, which I think is sort of perhaps the biggest downside to overscheduling my kids. My kids are pretty happy with their activities. It's the cost to um, my my relationship with my spouse, and 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 if the kids want to do it. I think at some point you have to sort of allow that, right? So my my son is playing travel soccer, my 12-year-old, and he has practices three times a week, um, plus games. And he was so excited to make this team. He wanted to do it more than anything. We sort of had a talk about the sacrifice that it is uh, in terms of doing other things, hanging around with his friends after school. If his grades suffered, we'd have to talk about it. And they haven't. He's, He's made it a priority. 
I think, do I think it's overscheduled from the outside? Yes. Is he happy? Yes. Is he getting his homework done? Yeah, because he gets home and he has an hour to do it before bed instead of four hours to do it before bed. So for him, I'd say it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I do think it is something that you can, at least as a parent, put off until they're 10 or 11 years old. But you know what? That's easy for me to say because in New York City, kids can truly do whatever they want want to do I think it's a little bit different if you live in a community where say like I grew up in a town where if if you were in eighth grade you better be good at basketball because that's that was sort of the social currency and of course back in my day it was if you're a boy be good at basketball if you were a girl be a basketball cheerleader now now I think the girls are playing sports but but uh but there was sort of you know one cool way to do things. And and so I I do think, yeah, you don't want to sort of tell your kid, no, 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 we have to stay home and, you know, pray pray pause a family. Yeah. And then, and then you, then you don't know how to dribble a basketball, but in New York, it's a little bit easier because kids on the weekends kind of all do whatever they want. And so it's easier to sort of delay and say, we're going to do nothing for a while, but those, those days are past me, but there's a lot of stuff about overscheduling that as usual, I think a lot of the writing about it blames the blames the parent and especially the mother of course like they, of they're course. they're living through their children it's their dreams for their children and that is I, I oh it drives me crazy because I, I I do not care so their over scheduledness um at least as viewed from the outside is not something that I'm driving each one of their activities that they do is something that they very much want to be doing yeah except but maybe piano except piano except piano <laughs> but that's no one, one hour like, no one likes piano <laughs> Uh, but I, in, in looking at different articles about this topic, one of the writers was saying that they had a reaction, wait, my kids can't be stressed because they love everything they're doing. And those two things are not mutually exclusive and that's important to think about. So the fact that they love what they're doing does not necessarily mean that they're not stressed out by being overscheduled. Some people, uh, like me, kind of thrive on stress and being so busy, right? And I I, I don't think the answer is to say like, my kids are going to come home after school, play card games and have unstructured playtime where they run around the woods all day and never participate in anything so that they never feel stress. But that balance is important to always be thinking about and realizing that whether or not your child loves the activities they're participating in, those activities may be unhealthily stressful for them. I don't mean your kids. I'm not pointing at you. A kid. While while I'm saying this. (laughs) I'm feeling single. What I'm saying is that you are a horrible parent. No, what I'm saying is that thoughts both yes, things but. can exist. Like the I, I think the argument of like, oh, but they love playing football. Yeah, that's great that they love it, but it may also be keeping them in an overscheduled existence that may not be the greatest. So how do you attack that? How do you like, attack? Or I, have a, I have a quote about this. There's a, please, there's a, there's a book quote called, me. There's a book called The Pressured Child by a psychologist named Michael Thompson, which is interesting because as you, I think it's making, even the title is making the point that you're making that a pressured child is not good, right? They can be right. overscheduled is a perceptual thing. You don't want them pressured. So he said, there is a line between a highly enriched, interesting, growth-promoting childhood and an overscheduled childhood, and nobody knows where that line is. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Michael. He's right, right. though. I feel like what we're arriving at is that there are no answers to this. So maybe just stop listening and give up. There's no hope. There I think so I think there are answers for your kid, right? Right. 
I, I have tried to be really aware of this idea about overscheduling, and my children really help me by, with this by being physically, fantastically uncoordinated. So they're not making the travel soccer team, <laughs> and they're not making like the, you know, there's a whole thing at my daughter's gymnastics gym uh, that's like the, the elite team. And it starts at four, four to six. Oh, I know. And, um, I was asking them about scheduling and sort of like, well, at what point do you start moving into the, you know, four to six, like elite team? Like if that's something we want to look at. And the lady just kind of gave me that face of like, yeah, you, you're not going to have to worry about the elite team. Don't worry about it. Not also, so my daughter is extremely tall for her age, which is incompatible with gymnastics. Like she tries to swing on the bar and her feet hit the ground. Like she's not, not made for gymnastics, but she likes walking on the little balance beam. So that's one way we're dealing with overscheduling. My daughter like walks across a balance beam, has some goldfish, goes home. That's well, all you know, I, I but I have a I have a friend whose twelve year old is an elite chess player that she like flies to Florida with on weekends to be in chess tournaments. So don't don't think that you've avoided the sort of right, Damocles. That's right. We could still get there. Like my mathletes could really come through <laughs> and be like traveling. They could be traveling the world. You could be a mathlete mom. I was in a hotel once and there was a cheer conference going on and I did find that a little bit depressing. The cheer moms that were all wearing t-shirts that are like, oh I'm, my a, cheer, God. I'm I a cheer mom. I am so frightened for you if you'd go take on those cheer moms. I am disavowing myself of Amy's comments. Okay. Cheer moms. The cheer moms <laughs> will come and get you. I just, yeah. I just I, want to say that I believe cheerleading is a sport that involves advanced athleticism and is worthy of great praise. I mean, maybe it's an unfair stereotype. Like, like yes, the like, like I said, the mom has to completely sacrifice any sense of self in service of this of this talent that their kid has, and then we castigate the the mom for having some fun doing it. That seems ridiculous. But, but I just it, want to say that was you who did that. <laughs> I wasn't castigating I'm, I'm anyone. I'm completely withdrawing my earlier comments. When the cheer moms revolt against you, I am going to just throw you at them. But I am a little, I, I'm a little judgy of deciding at, at six at your that your six year old is de, is deserving of a complete, you know, uh, uh, every weekend on a plane somewhere activity as opposed to say your fourteen year old. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to break. We're going to take our first break and. Um, share this little comedy piece with you and we'll be right back margaret i've got a go-to baby shower gift that i give whenever there's another newborn in my life can you guess what it is amy three guesses first two don't count it's pampers swaddlers Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we? say and making diaper changes a breeze for trusted protection trust pampers the number one pediatrician recommended brand download the pampers club app today and earn pampers cash then redeem your pampers cash for exclusive pampers coupon savings and rewards only redeemable via pampers club pampers cash has no cash value amy when i'm dehydrated i get headaches i get cranky and i don't feel good in general also i am dehydrated a lot of the time <laughs> right <laughs> because being good with the water bottle is one thing but getting that sodium and potassium with the fluids turns out that is the key to seeing 
optimally hydrated. So whether you're looking to hydrate during your workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, 7 essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. Each box has 16 little stick packs that you can take on the go, whether you're headed to an exercise class, a night out with friends, or a podcasting conference. And did we mention they come in delicious flavors from raspberry lemonade to cherry pomegranate? Stay hydrated with Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes. Visit sportsresearch.com and use the code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot com, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate Electrolytes order. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. You'll never see it coming. I think Janie is ready for ballet class. It starts with the best of intentions. I signed both boys up for soccer. You thought it would be fun. Oh, look, a chocolate making class at the rec center. But you were wrong. Get in the car, get in the car, we're late. Before you know it, your life is not your own. Okay, if I drop Jenny off for elite gymnastics at 3.05, she can wait outside for the door to open at 3.20 while I drive Peter to the cross that gets us home with five minutes to spare. And if we hold off dinner till 9.30 p.m., we can still get Tim to soccer and then get Jenny and bring her to chess before Peter's tennis lesson. You're saying things you never could have imagined. Mommy, what's for dinner? Here, your dinner is in this thermos. Move, 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 move! You're living in a world of strangers. Who are you? Honey, it's me. Your husband? We haven't seen each other since last Tuesday because I've been doing baseball games and you've been doing ballet drop-offs. Activities. You've been warned. Congratulations, your daughter made the travel soccer team. No! Okay, we're back. Kids who excel at sports 
and the wonderful and admirable sport of cheerleading and totally actually like a sport child actors or whatever their parents do upend their lives they are overscheduled like the parents are overscheduled right everybody's overscheduled and there's a cost to the other life kid. has to be this is it like ship your kid to florida let them like live with Be- i'm dating myself bella caroli Someone who used to exist in the 1970s for anyone who's younger than me. Andrea Agassi's book, Open, which is fantastic, is, you know, his dad builds this insane tennis court in the backyard and and retrofits a ball shooting machine so that it's shooting balls at him at like 150 miles an hour, like a cannon, and just makes him practice tennis 12 hours a day. And it turns out so well for Andrea Agassi. And say Tiger Woods. Look at Tiger Woods. I mean, really. I mean, the argument, like, do you want a well-rounded kid or do you want a kid who's really, really good at something? Let's assume for the sake of argument that most of us want a well-rounded kid um, with with well-adjusted siblings that don't spend their lives sitting on the sidelines of something and a marriage that also isn't completely in the service of your eight-year-old's travel sport. Maybe not. Maybe some people are like, no, it's worth it. But but I do. I bet a lot of people think it's worth it. I mean, again, like my kids are really doing me a solid by not having any particular marketable skills at this point. So we have plenty of time say? to They're like travel board STEM. games, travel STEM. They're going to be on the travel STEM team. They're going to be like in Florida every weekend. Competitive building. stop yeah. motion animation. Watch out world. Here they come. My my son is applying to high school and there's one high school where the kids were really fired up about model UN versus model Congress and which one was better and traveling to tournaments and they yeah, were that's that. a thing. Well, you know what's good about when your kids get older, so the high schoolers, there's one thing that gets easier. My son can get himself to batting practice and home. He can even get himself to a game and back, which is maybe a little sad if none of us goes to watch him, but sometimes has to happen if the two siblings also have to be somewhere else. Um, and so then it is a little bit easier to let them drive what's important to you and and what's not. Um, and that seems to be the crux of the overscheduling argument, prioritizing. Yeah, which I guess I'm arguing before, before, say, 10 or 11 years old, you have to do it. Afterwards... They can do it with some with some guidance from you, but you let them say this is important enough to me or it isn't. Right. And 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 I think for most people, perhaps not Andre Agassi's dad, the top of the priority pyramid, or would it be the bottom of the priority pyramid? The most important priority would be school. That's the that's the most important priority. Yeah. School. Keeping your schoolwork up. Maybe your second most important priority is family time. Mm, I think for a lot of people these days, and I, I'm not even saying it's a it's a bad thing. I think it's a necessity. They're thinking about their kids' sports talent as a way to get into a college because you can't get into college anymore. Um, it, you know, my kids will never get into the school I got into because it's so much harder now. And also, we need a scholarship, and so pick up that lacrosse deck because your future does in a way depend on it even if you're not going to be a professional lacrosse player is there even such a thing as a professional lacrosse player i don't think there there is is. but there's college you can get it you can get it yeah exactly if you can play college level lacrosse you can you can write your ticket and and that's that's sad that that has to be such a prominent consideration for so many people but i think it is so i guess that is part of school then like sports and school kind of dovetail um 
and and that's a whole arm of this overscheduledness is the idea that nowadays to get into college you need to be an eagle scout who has started their own online business at the age of 12 and is also ready to play Division A lacrosse. Yeah, I think in college interviews, you can't really say, well, I sure did throw the pigskin in the backyard a lot growing up. Like, it, it's not it's not enough anymore. Yeah, and like, listen, I had a ton of unstructured time and it helped me develop my self-awareness. Look where you are. <laughs> okay. No, I think, I think unstructured time is completely important and I think any child development specialist psychologist would say unstructured playtime where they imagine and they make up their own things is is a crucial element of childhood that's disappearing and must be must be fostered especially in young kids but in this day and age that does mean it still means structure like you said monday's library day monday isn't come home kids and see you at dinner because they'll all be on their ipads you have you have to create something and that's work for you and you have to be in charge. And so it might be easier to take them to karate class. Yeah. For us, I would say there's nothing I fear, especially, you know, school holidays and whatever else. The unstructured day is a nightmare for us. Like right. a day it's more work from home. Definitely. It's so much work. It's the battle against the iPads. It's, oh my God, go outside and play. Five minutes later, they're cold or they're bored. Um, so completely unstructured time is, I understand why people don't want to have a ton of that on their schedule. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, and we still are in the era of play dates. So we'll have friends over and it's like, okay, you guys are outside for the next hour. And they're out there figuring stuff out. They're fighting. They're playing Star Wars battles. They're, you know, exploring in the woods. They're doing different things that are, that that's really nice time. Like unstructured playtime with a group of kids. It's no longer, you know, my father-in-law talks about roaming the neighborhood, pick up stickball games, like small town Texas. They were just, they just roved all day. And right. a lot of that involved sports that they would put together. And he ended up going, um, playing college football by just virtue of being a good athlete and all that stuff. But that, that, that's a day gone by now. You have to schedule the un- it because the other kids are busy. So you have to say next right. Tuesday, to- can we get these kids to come over and, and, and play basketball together and you, but you can't schedule it, but you're right. You have to schedule it. You can't be just go, go outside and see who shows up. My, my backyard growing up was, and I was not the sporty kid, but my brother was, our backyard was just sort of, there was a wiffle ball game. Or and or a basketball game every day in our backyard right. after school or all day in the summer. And you just knew if you wanted to play, just go over to the Wilson's house and something would be happening. Yeah, we and that that's something we've that's gotten basically. And it is this friend of I had a play date yesterday with them, a woman with three kids. And it did. It took us three weeks to schedule it. And we canceled it twice because I forgot they had this. She forgot they had that. And. I mean, it is kind of like a CEO level scheduling operation to get six kids together to play. Yes. There's an aspect of this that we've talked about before on the podcast, which is the switch when you talk about uh, my father-in-law's days as a child in Texas versus now is that we've made this sort of profound societal shift from an adult-based culture of parenting where kids did what worked for the adults. Go outside, right. To a child-centric world where all the adults are working primarily to facilitate what is best for the child. And 
I don't know that one of them is so much better than the other, but there's a huge difference. I mean, there's no way as a child that I would say I have a gymnastics meet that conflicts with something that my parents need to do, and that would have been changed to make my gymnastics meet. I am still pretty surprised. Which is why I do not have a gold medal around my neck right now. If my parents had just loved me a little more, I think I could have won gold. So I think it's a complicated issue over scheduling because, yes, we want our kids to be involved in activities that fulfill their lives, enrich their lives. We want them to play sports. It's good for their health. It's good for them to be involved in. It teaches, I mean, I hear guys all the time when I speak badly about football or the hours that it takes to do certain things. Men always say, those, those were some of the best memories of my life, being part of that team. And it taught them all these life lessons. And I believe that's all true. But I think if there's a solution to this, it's to really be very, very clear for yourself and your family what that priority triangle looks like for you or that priority list. And that when your children's extracurricular activities start harming that list, then you need to make new choices so that you can say these things are absolutes in our life and these things are optional activities. And when the optional and when something has to give, it's the optional activity that's going to give. Yeah, I guess so. And 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 my takeaway on all of this is our kids overscheduled today. I'm going to come down and say, yes, they are. Is it a bad thing? Not necessarily, particularly if the kid is the one driving it, but that the free time and all this uh, unstructured stuff we're also we're talking about also needs to be scheduled. You need to schedule it. Right. There's there's this great book called um, 168 Hours, and I think that it, my friend Laura Vanderkam wrote it, and the subtitle is You Have More Time Than You Think You Do. Hmm. And it's kind of a depressing read because she's so right on every page. But, but her make room for what you want in your life, if you want more family time, if you want dinner every Sunday, if you want uh, board game night, you can't just sort of say, oh, we're just too busy and I wish we could do that. You have to, you have to schedule it. And, and right. so I'm going to try to do more of that. And it's important to remember that those things are the first to go. And, and you made a great point. Time with your husband, time with your spouse is a really important thing. And that's often from the time you have an infant to the time your 18-year-old leaves the house, hopefully, that's a very easy thing to have say like, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time. And that when you find yourself saying, I don't have time for that, it's time to revisit your priority list. Like that's something in talking about it, I think I'm actually going to write down. Like what are those priorities? And what what things in our life are absolutes and what things are optional? So that I can kind of reference that as we start to say, okay, are we going to do soccer again? And a lot of this stuff is seasonal. So you might say like, hey, during soccer season, my kid's a soccer fanatic and he's on the travel team and he's awesome at soccer. During soccer season, we're going to have less free time. But then maybe we're not going to sign up for super competitive baseball or whatever comes next because we're just going to make soccer season our season where we're busy. Right. And well, the problem with that, of course, is that soccer season is now September to June. But you, but you, can, you can avoid the creep or you can at least be 
make it something that you're constantly aware of and you don't just accept every, maybe we don't have to accept practice three days a week for 12-year-olds that aren't going to be professional soccer players. But right, don't just, don't just accept it. Accept, accept, the, accept the scheduling stress as a part of their lives. Don't accept that everything that's thrown at them, they have to do, that there's no compromises to be made and that you have to, as you just said, put your relationship last in service of uh, the eight-year-old's gymnastics tournament. Yeah, and it's definitely worth Googling um, what is the likelihood that my child will play professional sports. <laughs> it's, it's microscopic. Um, and Maybe put that a, up in their bathroom so they can look at it while they're brushing their teeth. I mean, there are lots of great reasons to play sports that have nothing to do with eventually playing in the pros. But um, there's a on the Motherload blog of the New York Times, we can post it. Um, there was a survey in which 26% of parents with high school aged children who played sports hoped that their child, child would one day become a professional athlete. That's insane. Um, the parents voted. The parents were wishing. Parents that? thought a quarter, more than a quarter of parents thought their parent, their child had some hope of playing professionally. And um, wow, that's way higher than I would have thought by high school. Yeah, it's a ton of people. And for baseball, here's your favorite sport. A little more than half of one percent of high school players who go on to play in college will be drafted by Major League Baseball. <laughs> well, I mean, if your kid has a dream, I don't think it's about squashing your kid's dream, right? Because I would decided I was going to be a famous actress and that I was going to do that, and, and, it, and I just never changed my mind. And I, I think a, a goal is a good thing, but it's probably good as a no, parent to, to have, have some goals perspective. And, and I don't think, I, don't, I really don't, I mean, obviously not, even based on these statistics. Most people are not having their kids play sports because they think they're going to go into the pros. But... I just think the what we're arriving at is that it's important to understand the why of these extracurricular activities. Oh, I like that. Don't don't mindlessly for, yeah, don't just add an If ad it's why. for fun, is your kid having fun doing it? Remember that even if your kid loves something, it may be stressful for them. Or that for the siblings. Or for the siblings. Like or stressful on the family. So the fact that quote unquote they love it is not does not negate the other aspects that may be negative. Your kid can love something that is too stressful for them. And, um, but, but I'm not in any way arguing don't do after-school activities. But just check your priorities and make sure that your priorities, make sure that your actions match your priorities. That's my takeaway from being overscheduled. Yeah, and my only takeaway is, is as somebody who has become increasingly more overscheduled with, with older kids is that you can delay it. Don't do it when they're six. You can wait until they're 10 to start worrying about um, their tournaments being the focus of your weekend instead of uh, the pumpkin patch or going to see your cousins. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. Delay. Delay, 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 delay. delay. And then stick, figure out, figure out your priorities and actually prioritize them. And schedule them. Overschedule that. Yeah, and schedule into your schedule some free time. And a date with your husband or your spouse. And a date with your husband. Or your partner. Yeah. It's all good. All right, we did it. We solved it. Overscheduling. All right, we've got anymore. it. No one else had the answer, but we did. <laughs>
Hey, before we end it, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our uh, listeners because on our Picky Eater episode, we were talking about different solutions and we actually had a really good solution on Facebook that somebody, somebody posted that I wanted to give a shout out to Amanda Beth Hill, who lives in Austin, Texas. And she said with her Picky Eater that she pretends that she's on a cooking show with this child and that they make fancy food and she sets up her phone and they cook together and they pretend they're doing it for a show and then they eat it for the show. And you may or may not actually post that on YouTube. That's up to you. But that that is all the motivation that her kid needs to make food interesting and trying new things cool. I loved that idea. Yeah. So we want you to also come and join the conversation on Facebook uh, at What Fresh Hellcast and give us your suggestions. How are you dealing with your overscheduled child? What's working for you? What's not working for you? And come on and see what other moms are saying there as well. You can reach out on Twitter too at Hellfresh. And you can also, if you want to look at the links of what we talked about today, we'll put them all up on our website, which is whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Great. Thanks for listening. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. 
So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.